0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen,
1: and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. I have a special guest, never had him on the program before, Robert Anthony. He'll be presenting a prophetic word that the Lord gave him about a year and a half ago. Robert was born in Detroit, raised in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Robert was saved at seven, filled with the Holy Ghost at age 12. After Bible college, he was led into business for about 10 years. Robert started several companies throughout those years, and several of them became very successful. But Robert wanted to serve the Lord in a more formal capacity. He left his wealthy business life to learn the ministry as far as extending the kingdom of God. He had no idea what God was preparing to do with him. Uh, Robert traveled all over the world preaching, prophesying, praying for the sick, seeing miracles and signs and wonders and seeing the faithfulness and love of God like he never had before. God had done many wonderful things with Robert over the years, working with troubled youth, homeless prisoners, drug addicts, and many of the least among us. Most recently, he'd been working with the newly emerged election integrity movement to restore President Trump to the White House. He launched a petition to decertify the 2020 election in Michigan and has software developed that found 100,000 or so Trump votes that were not counted. Uh, Robert is going to encourage us by the Spirit of God with a timely and encouraging word of revival for this generation, proclaiming what God is doing and getting ready to do. Again, this was written by him where he went and spoke in a church. And so uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Robert Anthony. Robert, welcome to the Warning Radio program.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad for what you're doing for the kingdom of God. Now, you gave a God gave you, and you gave that prophetic word in this church and other places. I want you to share on the Warning Radio program the prophetic word that the Lord gave you. Go ahead, Robert.
2: Yeah, the background of the word is um, pretty wonderful. Uh, when the Lord, when when the Lord really has something powerful to deliver uh, in my life, when he gives me something powerful like this, um, he does it in a, in a powerful way. So is it okay if I just give you the, the, the set the scene for how the Lord gave me this word? Yes.
1: You go right ahead. It's, it's all yours.
2: Okay. So, um, there's, there's a long backstory, but we end up in Washington, DC and, um, you know, I, I'm invited to the Capitol Hill club. Which is where all the um, senators and, and and federal federal senators and congressmen go to uh, eat. And then while they're eating, it's members only, and you have to be a congressman or senator to to get in or on their list. Um, so it's a really who's who kind of place. And to think that I was there was 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 such an honor. So it was the first time I was ever there, and I'm, I'm at the table with some other uh, believers, and uh, my. My family was supposed to come with me, but on this occasion, it was just my two um, oldest daughters came. And so we're sitting around the table and um, enjoying a meal. And and the next thing you know, you could just feel the presence of God just showing up in greater and greater magnitude throughout the meal. And I end up prophesying and God kind of downloads this prophecy into me. Well, um, I end up kind of like preaching at one point in time and Several of the tables around us uh, ended up getting quiet. You could see them, you know, almost like they wanted to hear us, you know. And and the, and, and what was really amazing was that the place was rather empty. Uh, there was only like three or four tables uh, full out of, you know, let's say 80 tables or something. There might have been more, but it was it was rather empty place. Um, so as I started as I started talking, uh, I, 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 you could just tell that that people could tell that there was this like holy reverent kind of like a moment of of power as god was was giving me this word so um what happens next is uh my daughters you know this is very out of character for them you know my daughter's names are goodness and mercy and uh so my wife's name is shirley right so shirley goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life that's good you got that <laughs> i like it so shirley was uh not with me at that dinner, but goodness and mercy were so goodness and mercy were so affected uh, through this whole event. They end up uh, getting up and doing this dance all over this place. They end up just dancing. And so they're doing this kind of like you, you've seen uh, women or, or, or young ladies when they're dancing, like the Holy Spirit will move them in church. But, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen it in a restaurant. But the Holy Spirit did something to my daughters where they get up and they just start doing this prophetic, beautiful ballet all around this Capitol Hill Club, you know? And so we we're moved the the, the rest of us at the table, we're like basically moved to tears, you know, watching goodness and mercy. I mean, think of the prophetic the, the prophetic scene. Goodness and mercy are dancing at the Capitol Hill Club, dancing where dancing all over where America's laws are being made. I mean, literally that they go have dinner there and they're, they're making, they're writing a law. They're negotiating. Uh, they're they're running the country from there. And, and God snuck his goodness and his mercy into the Capitol Hill club to dance all over that and to let them know that, uh, he's, he's there. He's very much there. And so what's, what's really awesome is the word God gave me is very much aligned with the place we were. So, um, I know you're very familiar with Zechariah chapter four. Yes, and you could probably preach tons of messages that I would that I would learn from, and and a lot of what I say to you might not be uh, revelation to you. But I, I'm going to give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me. Please. Um, but the Lord the Lord showed me this, and I I, I end up prophesying it. But the Lord showed me that. So so for the for the listeners that um, haven't read it, and I, I and I hope everyone would take the time after this after they hear this to get back on to get back into the word afterwards and really meditate on zechariah 4 and some of the other scriptures i'll bring up but specifically this chapter Uh, because zechariah in my opinion he's laying out uh he's laying out a vision of revival actually yeah because you really look at what was going on in israel in that time uh they had not been walking with the lord but uh, Zechariah and Joshua and a lot of these prophets, Haggai, there's other prophets around during that time period. What they were doing is they were shifting the people back to God. And that, that is the essence of revival or, or reformation, but, but really revival, right? We're we're reviving uh, the, the people of God back to, back to their God. And this happened numerous times in Israel, right? When the people of God would be revived and, and, so God downloaded this vision into me where I read this, like I, and I probably read Zechariah 4 a hundred times in my life. I mean, it's one of my – I love this passage of Scripture. I, I love the prophetic stuff. So in, in Zechariah 4, of course, there's the vision of a candlestick where you have the seven um, lamps uh, like a menorah. and uh, But except for a typical menorah, this, this, this uh, candlestick that Zechariah saw had a bowl on it, right? And then he saw these pipes coming from these olive trees. He saw two olive trees on the left and right of the candlestick, and he saw that these pipes were coming from the olive trees into the into the candlestick right yes and then and then of course those pipes are carrying the olive oil because they would burn olive oil to make light uh, we We burn petroleum products basically, but back then they would burn uh, olive oil. Uh, so we're on the same page so far, sure. So that's the scene and and you can feel free to add or correct me, but that's the scene of what Zechariah sees, right? Yes. So then Zechariah goes on to, he ends up having a conversation with the angel where, where the angel says, well, well what is this? And then Zechariah keeps kind of responding like, well, what do you mean? What is this? I don't know what this is. Why would I know what this is? You know, that's kind of his, his response to the angel, you know? Um, and then but the angel—it's kind of interesting. And I don't know if you have a—I don't know if you have a revelation about this. I don't. I don't know why. But I don't know why the angel persists in saying, "Well, what? What do you see?" Uh, but Zechariah is like, "I don't know. What? You know, you tell me." But but the angel persists. I think he says it three times throughout Zechariah four. What is this? And what do you see? So at any rate, the angel goes on. The angel goes on to explain it all to him, and the angel says, "Well." You know, Well, these olive trees, and, and he really wants to focus on the olive trees. He doesn't do a ton of explanation of the candlestick. He, does, he explains the olive trees, and he goes on to explain these olive trees are, are uh, Zechariah and uh, Joshua. That one olive tree, and I think, I think it's actually the branch of the olive tree specifically. But the, 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 the one olive tree has a branch that's Zechariah, and the other olive tree has a branch that's um, Joshua. Now, Zechariah is, is, of course, the governor. And then Joshua would be the high priest. Yeah, so I, how do you feel about all that? Do you feel I, comfortable about everything
1: I just said? And I think the angel was pushing him because uh, as we move prophetically, especially Zechariah, uh, true prophets, uh, we should be able to get revelation about uh, what is seen. If we wait on God long enough, we should be able to understand and so I think he was sort of pushing him. I know I'm working with some people, uh, for instance, one on common sense. I said, come on, think, common sense. We've gone over different things many times, common sense. And so I think mm-hmm. that the angel was sort of pushing Zachariah. What do you think, Anthony?
2: Yeah. No, I love that idea. The, yeah, just the idea of spurring him on. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Love that idea. Just kind come of on. like encouraging him. That's right. Come on, you're a prophet. You, you
1: can get more revelation. Don't just uh, give up.
2: Yeah, I like that. I love that idea. That uh, that we yeah that it, it, very empowering. Yeah, I love that. That makes sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, come on, we we got to we got to like get to your prophetic him. word now too. <laughs> yeah, like engaging him, like saying, yeah. get involved with this. Like, That's right. Like, like, don't be so afraid. Like, don't be so in awe by the fact that I'm an angel because he keeps calling him Lord. Yeah. yeah, I like this idea because he keeps calling him Lord. Yes. You know, several times he refers the angel as Lord. So the, the angel is probably like trying to get him, like, come up here, you know, like, don't be so lowly. Like, you know, and the Bible actually says we're going to judge the angels one day. I like this. I like, what, I like this idea. This is good.
1: Well, I think, Anthony, you know, the, the Lord wants all of us to wait on him more and for him to be able to speak to us and reveal the mysteries of God. And mm-hmm. so I think they were just pushing here, uh, Zachariah, a little
2: bit. I like it. Thank you. I like it a lot. I, the whole time I, I've, I've read this so many times, and I always wonder why? Why do they do that? I like that. I, I think you're right. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> hold, I, think, I think I'm gonna receive that. So, th- so you got this uh, relationship then with the angel, where the angel is helping Zachariah to discover it. Then I think is the way to say it. The angel is. Sure. Spurring him on to discover the word of the Lord here, yes, and um, the word of the Lord, it, as it's as it's revealed to him, what what ends up being revealed is that it's Zechariah and Joshua. The way Zechariah four ends is really very very amazing. He says, um, "These," the angel says to him, "These are the anointed. These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth." That, that, that's a massive statement. these are the two anointed ones why why would why would the governor of israel and the high priest of israel be the anointed ones who stand before the lord of the entire earth so this is there's a lot of mystery here so even in my prophetic word that i'm giving you you know i i keep praying about it because it's like what this is this there's a lot here there's a lot to unpack and I was preaching yesterday. I preached twice, and the two sermons, because the first service and second service, the two sermons were completely different. <laughs> because <laughs> they were they were not even. I mean, I preached on Zechariah four, but God was doing. He was doing totally different things at the services, and literally, while I'm preaching, God is revealing more of this uh, revelation. So, but it, but but just to give you the 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 how the, how the Lord gave it to me in D-, D C. Let's just go back to that. Was that The, 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 the emphasis is on the government and the, and the priesthood. Okay. So this is what the Lord started showing me. Okay. And it was, it was so amazing that I couldn't even talk for a little while sitting in the Capitol Hill club. And I sat there weeping. It was, it was that kind of a moment because the Lord shows me this now, now you might've preached this a thousand times, but to me, this is revelation that revival shows up in Israel When the government agrees with the priesthood, I think this is huge. Yeah. If, if you look at our revivals, right, if you look at Azusa street and if you look at all these revivals we have, right, it, it, it's basically when we think of revival, we think of a massive church growth, miracles, signs, and wonders, a lot of people coming to the Lord and we have a modern day uh, view of revival. But, but if you really, if you really want to say, okay, what does revival mean? Well, well, the when the Bible shows what a revival looks like, it's extremely different than what what we what we modernly think of as revival. When Nineveh had a revival, it, it happened the exact same way. The king came into alignment with the priest. In that case, it was uh, Jonah, right? So, yes. so the priest or the prophet. Sometimes those titles are interchangeable throughout Scripture. Sometimes the, the prophet is a priest and the priest is a prophet. But nonetheless, Jonah goes there to Nineveh and he gives the word of the Lord and the king receives it. Isn't that exactly what's recorded in Jonah?
1: Yes. And, the, and the, what the difference is, is between a, a local church, those people being revived, and a national church. Revival, and and we need a national revival in the United States of America. We need a great awakening sweeping <laughs> nationally.
2: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, because
1: you that's you're talking about national revival.
2: Well, I do agree with you, but I do agree with you, but I'm just giving you the I'm giving you the word the way the Lord gave it to me. Yeah, but go ahead, what you're, give say, it. what you're saying is true, but so this is what the Lord showed me every single time. Revival came to Israel every single time. It happened the exact same way. Yes, it was. It was David the king coming into alignment with Nathan the prophet, or or Samuel, or whoever the prophet was, and 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 then telling the people, "You will receive the word of the Lord."
1: That's right. Okay. That's right.
2: It, it, every time. I mean, how many times have both of us read First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, which is basically a huge history of. One king rejecting the word of the Lord and the very next king receiving the word of the Lord. And then, what, and then what happens to Israel? And then revival breaks out and then the next king ends revival. And then this just kept happening for yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, hundreds of years, right? That's right. And then, and then and so, they go into bondage. And they go into bondage. And then, and then some other king shows up and he says, no, we need the word of the Lord. And so the Lord starts showing me that this is actually his, his view of revival because, because, again, this is not about Robert. This is about what the Lord is showing me through the word of God, that when the government agrees so, – so so how many times throughout our life do people ask the question, well, why, the, why did they all end? Why did Zeus Street end? Why did the Jesus movement end? Why did, why did they all end? And, and there's a lot of good answers for it, you know. But it's a good question. Wales, why did the Welsh revival end?
1: You know, you and I—we move in revival. Uh, anybody yeah. that's on fire with God, filled with Pentecost, they—they they move. With re- revival is inside of us. But again, my my ministry is called to the nations. Uh, it's called to the leaders of nations and the leaders of the church. They're responsible for the blessing or deterioration of a nation. So, if we're talking about a national revival, yes, it always consists of national leadership and spiritual leadership, church leadership. And we've got to revive both. And first, we've got to revive the church,
2: Robert. Well, uh, absolutely. There's no, there's no, there's just yes and amen. That there's nothing wrong or bad about what you just said, but, but I, but, but I want to come back to this thing because this is what the Lord is telling me He's doing right now in America. See, yeah. right, right now. That's why it's a prophetic, timely word because the the church world morale is low right now. Yes, uh, I mean I I've been around America over the past few years and 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 morale is at a very low point we're watching we're watching laws that are being passed and we're watching our government we're watching these things happen so back to when i'm sitting there at the capitol hill club and the lord downloads this into me he tells me robert we have to win the government do you know right after i left the capitol hill club is when i got the lord propelled me into politics i was not in politics sitting at the capitol hill club I was not I was a full-time minister right when I got back to Michigan I met this state rep I met this other person next thing you know I'm at the cyber I'm at Mike Lindell cyber symposium next thing you know I'm propelled into politics and I've been I've been immersed in it now I've been I'm working a full-time job basically now in in, uh, politics and um, trying to fix election fraud dealing with many many things but um, point I'm trying to make is at the Capitol Hill Club, the Lord said, this is what I'm doing. I am – go back to the Jesus People uh, movement, right? Um, were you saved during that movement or were you – no. I don't know your history.
1: Yeah, just for information, we have five
2: minutes now. Oh, do we? Okay. All right, well, I'll wrap it up with this. The, the The Lord was showing me that the Jesus People movement, all these movements, the, that that it really never made it to the government. The revival never made it to the government. The revival, for whatever reason – in fact, during the Jesus people revival times, the government was kicking Jesus out of the schools, kicking prayer out of the schools. Right. They were they were they were spreading abortion to the to to, to the states, but the nations. Uh, they they were adamantly refusing God while revival was breaking out. And the Lord, this is what the Lord's telling me. The Lord's saying right now, I'm bringing revival. Everywhere. I'm bringing it to the government. And, and and look at Do you know how many friends I have right now? I would say I know as many as 100 people, maybe more, that are real Bible believing Christians. Uh huh. Okay. Now they're all over the spectrum of maturity, but they are real Bible believing Christians. Sure. That all just got into politics. They're yeah. getting elected. Yeah. I know story after story after story. The guy running for um, governor in Pennsylvania is a full on jesus christian uh doug mastriano and, and and he has a really good chance of winning now what's going to happen in pennsylvania when a real man of god becomes the governor of pennsylvania amen what is that going to do for revival amen I, I i have so much to share i didn't know we just we have five minutes left but what what i would say to you is that well do follow up. we'll do follow-up interviews okay god's ways are higher than our ways as high as the heavens are above the earth so high are my ways above your ways God, I just want to encourage the body. God knows exactly what He's doing. So sometimes it takes a shaking. It takes Hebrews twelve talks about shaking. Read the end of Hebrews twelve. Uh, start around twenty four. Read, like, I think it ends at twenty nine. But read the end of Hebrews twelve. It talks about a shaking. God, sometimes, sometimes when we're making money and everything's going good, we just. We just lay back and we're just like enjoying life. We got money in the bank. We got 401 k's good. Sometimes it takes shaking. God's got to shake us up and shake us up. And then it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then finally we hear the word of the Lord. Go into politics. Finally we hear the word of the Lord. Become a minister. Finally we hear the word of the Lord. Go start a business. Sometimes it's the shaking and the shaking and the shaking that finally gets us to act. And so through this shaking, through this time of, of shaking, we are about to win our government back. This is what the Lord's showing me. I I have a dream. The Lord gave me uh, three dreams about President Trump. The first two came true. The first one, President Trump won. The second dream, President Trump was removed from the White House. And the third dream, he's restored. And in that third dream, revival broke out in America. So I, I have these promises from God, and that's what I'm doing is I'm declaring that these promises. God is doing something that I don't know has happened in America, maybe in the founding father days of America But maybe what God is doing right now has never happened. He is winning our government. He is bringing Jesus. He's bringing the light of Christ, the truth of the gospel, into the highest places of government. And America is going to be won. Now, how it all unfolds is going to come down to the prayer of the saints. This is the second part of this whole story is how how much victory we have. It's going to come down to our our prayers. It's going to come down to, like you were saying, the revival within the church god's doing what he's doing so we have to be faithful to do our part our, our part is to agree with them our part is to listen and obey and go along with his plans you know that's that i mean it's an old message we've heard it a thousand times trust and obey because there's no other way but how how many of us are really seeking him really seeking him really trying to find the answer so you know we could pick up where we left off but um the second part of the whole uh of this message really comes down to you know prayer really comes down to our role god's doing exactly what he promised and so we have a role to play too
1: ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to the warning radio program special guest robert anthony uh jesus not religion.org and uh, i'll tell you what the lord is speaking so clearly god has uh, put us together i never knew he existed he did not know i exist but uh, we're, we're going the same direction, the same direction, trying to wake up America, wake up the church. We need another great awakening. Second Chronicles 714 talks about how it's going to happen. The church is going to have to become united, purified, uh, sin and corruption, uh, division, false gospel is going to have to come out of it. Uh, yes, I believe we're going to see America rise again, but also if it doesn't fall, That is going to be only because we end up coming against sin. Sins that bring judgment on a nation. No politician is going to save America. It can delay judgment. It will not save it. It will not stop it unless there is a mighty repentance of the four sins that bring judgment on a nation. Idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. We need to call sin what it is. We need to turn our back from sin. And one of it is sexual perversion, homosexuality. And right now it's in both parties. You're listening to the Warning Radio program? Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Subscribe to it today. Let's see this another great awakening that Robert and I are pushing for. We're talking about, and it's going to happen, I believe. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.